Faith, Hope and Love, episode 295, the fourth Sunday of Easter Year B, and also in Australia and New Zealand, Anzac Day. Today marks the 106th anniversary of the landing of the Australian and New Zealand soldiers at Gallipoli in 1915 during World War I. This National Day of Remembrance honours the courage and self-sacrifice of those who served in all wars, conflicts and peacekeeping operations. We particularly recognise the sacrifice of the fallen. We commend them to God's eternal care. We're also fervently praying that justice and peace which they sought to defend and preserve will dwell richly in our land and in our world, in the hearts of all. Today we remember the sacrifices, the bravery and the loss of those who served, suffered and died in time of war. The emotion and the significance of these events is in no way lessened by the passage of time. In all wars and military operations, including peacekeeping operations, Australia has in total lost 102,930 and that's an increase of 85 human lives lost in the last six years, with 226,060 injured, another 187 added in the last six years, and 34,733 taken as prisoners of war, which is an addition of three, although thankfully that's low, but it's still bad enough. And surely 100% of anyone who served or returned from war has been profoundly affected in ways that one could hardly put into words. The sheer size of these numbers, let alone the human effects behind it, and countless more lives which were changed forever by war, civilian or military, loved ones and friends in the community too, suffering their tragic loss and remembered their bravery and dedication. It is really impossible to fully comprehend the results of war. Just this last week, the government has launched a royal commission to look into the huge issue of those who've returned, veterans who've come home, but then have committed suicide. Another reminder of the untold cost for those who've returned alive after upholding their loyal duty so profoundly. Our prayers and hearts are with them all, and we look for practical solutions, practical assistance for those most in need. We hear from the Lord's own lips, no one has greater love than to lay down their life for their friends. And today we commemorate the ultimate sacrifice of those who served in times of war, and those who risked life and limb for those they loved. As disciples of Jesus, we're not trying to merely imitate God's actions, as commendable as that would be, nor are we merely trying to do what God in Jesus did, as far as any human beings could possibly imitate God-made flesh. But rather, we're ultimately striving to become more connected to the motivations that our Lord had that caused him to act the way he did the reason and cause for all his actions, all his words, all his ministry, which at its core and centre is of course his identity as God and God's nature as infinite love. We're called to become instruments of God's love 
servants of God's love and to become the love of God inside and out for others. Here's the critical truth about our faith. It's grounded in God's wondrous love for us and for all people. We may not feel worthy to be loved. We may even push that love away at times, but we cannot keep God from loving us. That's God's prerogative and that's God's very nature. God is a shepherd, a very, very good one. The best, in fact. God is love. Today we remember the truth that God always searches for the ones who are lost and who feel unworthy or unloved. And he carries them in his arms when he's found them with joy. Anyone who would follow Jesus, the good shepherd, as a disciple in the vocations of priesthood or religious life, but in any vocation really, must be prepared to have the love of God's precious ones in their heart. After the example of the good shepherd himself, Jesus tells us he will lay down his life for us. He's already died for us, but every day Jesus was willing to lay down his life for his people. Salvation is not something in the past. Salvation is today and every day. The second reading from the first letter of St. John is a wonderful prophecy of what heaven will be like. We keep that wonderful vision in our minds as we think of all the loss during times of war, all the sacrifice. St. John reminds us that in heaven we will be like him and we will see him as he is. So much of our life here on earth is spent trying to be like him, trying to live as he lived, trying to love as God loved in Jesus. In heaven we shall be like him and we will love like him. That's the goal of all discipleship and all vocations to love like God. If we love as God does, then all other things flow from it. Jesus offers healing for us each and every day in so many different ways. True, sometimes we ask for help and healing in a certain specific way, and we don't always get what we specifically ask for. But God promises us he always answers our prayers in one way or another. And even if God does not take all our burdens from our shoulders, we know that God loves us and God is faithful utterly to us and will never abandon us. God does not will any bad thing for us or anyone. God only wants to cherish us always through the good times and through the terrible times. Let's rejoice and be glad. Let's be still and listen and look for the signs of God's love and healing in our lives. Let's be aware of how much healing God has already done in our lives and continues to do. And may God keep transforming us into more and more effective instruments of his love and grace, that we might show God's love and care to every other person we meet, and slowly but surely be transformed from hired workers into full shepherds after the Lord's own heart, with love, divine love, which never ceases to give of itself at its very centre. This is Faith, Hope and Love.
The merciful love of the Lord fills the earth. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome everyone on this very special day in Australia and New Zealand, Anzac Day. We remember the heroism and courage of Australians and New Zealanders who sacrificed their lives in fields of battle. We remember all of the civilian victims of war as well. Their voices pierce the silence. And so, brothers and sisters, to begin this Holy Eucharist, let us acknowledge our sinfulness so as to worthily celebrate the sacred mysteries. Lord Jesus, you raise the dead to life in the Spirit. Lord, have mercy. You bring pardon and peace to the sinner. Christ, have mercy. You bring light to those in darkness. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, 
let us pray that the Good Shepherd will lead us all to the safety of the Kingdom of God. Almighty ever-living God, lead us to a share in the joys of heaven, so that the humble flock may reach where the brave shepherd has gone before, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles While Peter and John were speaking to the people about the resurrection of Jesus, the captain of the temple arrested them and placed them in custody. The next day the rulers, elders and scribes assembled. When they had made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, If we are questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who was sick and are asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders. It has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among human beings by which we must be saved. The Word of the Lord The stone rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his love endures for ever. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in mortals. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in rulers. I will thank you, for you have answered, and you are my Saviour. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the work of the Lord, a marvel in our eyes. Blessed in the name of the Lord is the one who comes. We will bless you from the house of the Lord. I will thank you, for you have answered, and you are my Saviour. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his love endures for ever. The stone rejected by the builders 
has become the cornerstone. A reading from the first letter of St. John. Beloved, see what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When He is revealed, we will be like Him, for we will see Him as He is. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. I am the Good Shepherd, says the Lord. I know my sheep, and mine know me. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, I am the Good Shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord There would be very few of us who wouldn't be familiar with the 23rd Psalm, beginning with the words, The Lord is my shepherd. And most of us find that it brings us great comfort, particularly at funerals, when we feel most in need of the protecting and comforting presence of God. And even though we've had very little experience of shepherds in the modern world, we cannot forget the security that comes each time we hear the consoling words of the psalm. Now the Gospel of Luke tells us of the lost sheep and the shepherd who leaves the 99 to seek out and save the lost one. And where I grew up, graziers had an expression that they were going into town to buy a few sheep. A few sheep always meant a few hundred or perhaps even a thousand I grew up with the familiar sight 
of unknown, abandoned, dead, fly-blown sheep rotting in dry paddocks. A completely different context from the one in which Jesus introduces the concept of the shepherd who knows his sheep, who lays down his life for his sheep, and whose sheep recognise his voice. Now, the shepherd of Jesus' time cared for a few dozen sheep. They lived with them, talked with them, sang to them, played pipes to them, and protected them personally from the wolf or other dangers. We think of the utter foolishness of that rescue mission. We have a God of unthinking passion, not dictated by common sense. Why take the risk of losing even more sheep, we ask? Surely losing one is bearable compared to the 99 others. But Jesus speaks of himself as the door to the sheepfold, who physically lie across the entrance of the sheep pen to protect the sheep, a shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. Not a hired person, this shepherd who will never abandon us. See, today's gospel adds a further intimate touch. The shepherd who knows the sheep by name. A personal relationship with the shepherd. Who knows us anymore? We're really numbers on credit cards and checkbooks. In concentration camps, people had numbers tattooed on their arms, and prisoners were no longer people but a series of numbers. It's easier to erase numbers than to kill people. There is an old saying, don't count the sheep out loud. For as soon as you make the sheep an abstraction, a number on your computer, they're no longer unique, important. They will not thrive. There's an old story of a farmer's problem. The neighbouring dogs were killing his sheep, so he thought he had three options. He could either sue his neighbour for the damages, but that might be too costly and bad for further relations. Perhaps he could build a stronger and higher fence, but that too would be costly and maybe not very effective. The solution he eventually decided on was to give the neighbour's children two lambs as pets. So suddenly, the sheep were not just an impersonal herd, but they were warm, fuzzy animals with individual pet names. The neighbours soon had their dogs under control. There's perhaps a truer story in that of Joseph Abdiah, who founded the Haifa Symphony Orchestra in Israel. Some years ago, in an Arab village, he was surrounded by an angry crowd who began to shout, We're going to kill you. Why, he asked. Because we have our orders. You're a Jew and we are Arabs. Our leaders have told us to kill any Jews we meet. He then said, Well, how are you going to kill me? We'll throw you down that well over there, they said. So he slowly walked towards the well with great dignity. Suddenly, their mood began to change, and they didn't see a faceless enemy, but an old man walking to his death. They hesitated and had a discussion, and then they announced, We hereby declare you to be a Muslim. And they changed his name. At that point, he became a person, not an enemy. They had feelings and emotions, not just an ideology. And Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and mine know me. And these are the sheep that I have that are not of this fold. These I will lead as well. And they too will listen to my voice. We still portray the good shepherd as a man 
carrying a lamb on his shoulders. To really have a meaning for us, we have to radically reinterpret this good shepherd image. Because the point of knowing is more than really recognising the external features. It's a whole sense of belonging, being part of. Those who belong to Christ recognise his voice because they live the very same life. It's listening to the voice of the one who is calling, allowing his voice to reach us and touch our hearts, which is basic to the the ability to recognise. It's opening our hearts to listen. Called to belong to this flock are all persons who have begun an adventure with Jesus, who calls for enormous mutual trust and love. It's the kind of love which requires one to forgo material distractions and to die to selfish ambitions so that the loved one can live. No one is ever called to stand alone, but called to be part of one flock, one community. We're really called to make a journey of love and sacrifice, more and more able to recognise the voice of our Lord as he speaks and as he moves among those he loves. We're called to ignore the voices that call us to success at any cost, an ambition that excludes the needs of others. He is the gathering force among us. He is here as we gather, in our homes as we learn to love, in our work as we learn to serve. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. On this Anzac Remembrance Day, let us pray for our needs and the needs of the world. Let us pray for peace in the world and in our hearts and homes. Lord, hear us. Let us pray for all the servicemen and women who served our nation with bravery and honour. Lord, hear us. Let us pray for those men and women who died in time of war, defending the freedom and people they loved. Lord, hear us. Let us pray for all those who have been injured or in any way physically or emotionally affected by war. Lord, hear us. Let us pray for those who presently serve in our armed forces, that they may be protected and strengthened and know the gratitude of the people. Lord, hear us. 
Let us pray that the Anzac spirit of self-sacrifice, bravery and support may always live in our memories and in the hearts of all Australians. Lord, hear us. We make all these prayers and the unspoken prayers deep in our heart, through Christ the risen Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Grant, we pray, O Lord, that we may always find delight in these paschal mysteries, so that the renewal constantly at work within us may be the cause of our unending joy. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, O Lord but in this time above all to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. He never ceases to offer himself for us, but defends us and ever pleads our cause before you. He is the sacrificial victim who dies no more, the lamb once slain who lives for ever. Therefore overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exalts in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic host sing together the unending hymn of your glory, as they acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. 
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity. Together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace.
May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. Here is a prayer for spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Good Shepherd has risen, who laid down his life for his sheep and willingly died for his flock. Alleluia. For those who are able, please stand as we commemorate our fallen. They shall grow not old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun, and in the morning, we will remember them. We will remember them.
Lest we forget. What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart. That what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Look upon your flock, kind shepherd, and be pleased to settle in eternal pastures the sheep you have redeemed by the precious blood of your Son, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. Thanks everyone for this time of prayer and reflection, and I hope you have a blessed week using this opportunity to reflect on God's goodness and love and care and how we can care for others around us. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth. The Mass is ended. Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, Roman Missal, 3rd Edition, Copyright 2010, The International Commission on English and the Liturgy, ICEL. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, Copyright 1989 and 2009, by the NCC USA. The Psalms, Copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers, Britain. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, publisher E.J. Dwyer, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin by Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Today I Arise by Patricia Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelk, 2019. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise like a rose bears its thorns. Today I arise this new day.
way I will.